0: continuing our series, Miserably Saved, and once again, I apologize for the title. Some people still don't like it, even though I tried to explain it last week. And uh, if you remember, I said, if you see being saved as the end, and then you just stop, and you just stay there, and you don't grow, you're going to be miserably saved. God has way more for you than being miserably saved. He wants you to move forward, and we're talking about that, how you can move forward into salvation. And of course, I, I talked about the worst thing is to be tragically lost and then to get saved and and getting saved. That's amazing. And the worst thing is being tragically lost. And I thank God that last week, dozens of people said, I don't want to be tragically lost. I want to be saved. And we thank God for those decisions. And I never want that to get old. So here in all of our campuses, come on, let's thank God for people (laughs) saying yes to Jesus. And I want to say, we wrote this book as a church staff, now what? And if you gave your life to Jesus and you didn't get this last week or you've done it and you're just new in this faith, you're trying to figure out what to do, please get this. It's always available at the Welcome Center. Our prayer teams always have it at our campus at the end of service. They will pray with you, give you that. Um, We want you to move forward. So, Miserably saved is when you get saved and you think that that's it, and you almost act like you're a trophy that God puts on the shelf and you just collect dust. That's miserably saved. But to be saved and moving forward, to be gloriously saved, is to understand that salvation was the start of new life, and now He wants you to move forward. He wants you to get more. He's got more for you. And, and he's moved you from being lost to being saved. And he wants to move you forward. And uh, in this series, we're, we're following along with a, a great book called Four Cups. A friend of mine, Chris Hodges, wrote it. And it talks about, you know, celebrating the Passover, how the Jewish culture has four glasses, four cups, if you will. One says, thank God that he saved us and got us out of Egypt, And then the second one is, thank God he got Egypt out of us, that he delivered us. That's what we're going to talk about today. Then it's, thank God he gave me purpose, and I'm on purpose and mission with him, the third cup. And then thank God for his goodness that we're in relationship. So we'll get to each of these in the four weeks. But when I was planning this series, this is the week that jumped out to me. This is the week that really launched it, because I felt like people understand getting saved, and thank God we we got saved Thank God that he saved us out of sin. Egypt represented sin, and thank God he saved us. And I I know that people get that, but I, I felt like so many people live in this world of not getting delivered, not getting all that God has for them, not getting Egypt out of them, or the sin that was there out of them. And I was like, this is a critical week. This is one that they've got to realize that God has more for them. And you know, I used to run a ministry at the church here, Celebrate Recovery. And it's interesting that God had me start that, having never been drunk in my life, never done illegal drugs, you know. But he's like, you're starting a recovery ministry. And I did. And and, and it was wonderful for the season that we had that here. And I can remember studying the 12 steps of AA, and I noticed a pattern. I noticed a pattern with people that mirrors a spiritual pattern people would be like saved they would say like you know I admitted that I'm powerless and then you know there was a power greater than me and I turned my life over to this greater power those are like the first three steps of AA and then I noticed that people live stuck in those three steps and they stayed there. And they, when they looked at number four, it was, you know, we made a, a, a moral inventory of ourselves. And then step five was we admitted them to God and to someone else. And people were like, not four and five. So they'd say, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And I noticed people that were stuck there. I noticed the people that were moving forward did steps four and five and then went on to six, seven, eight, nine, you know, and, and moved all the way through. It's almost like grab the first cup, get the second cup, go for the third, go for the fourth, moving forward. And so I, I've noticed this in our church, people that just get stuck, stuck, and I want you to move forward. God wants you to move forward, and, and grace is amazing. When you give your life to Jesus, it's like he envelops you with grace. And you, I want to be very clear, you're saved. You're in grace. But I have this picture of, of this grace bubble, if you will, that's around you. And the purity of the life that you have, the quality of the life that you have, is how much more you let grace continue to work on you. How much you let it work on you and in you and through you. Like Again, you're protected. And in my mind with this bubble, okay, I I didn't develop it well enough to go with it, but it was almost like it was like amniotic fluid in there and you're polluting it with your sin. And it's like, don't do that. God wants you to breathe like grace fluid. You know, so that's all I got on that one, but I'll move forward. But it, the point was, I think that's that second cup. You're, you're covered in grace, but grace doesn't stop just saving you. Grace continues to deliver you and to transform you and to move you forward. And so I, I, I think about Scripture like that talks about bringing grace changes to your life, where 2 Corinthians 7.1, it says... Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Let's continue to get rid of those things that are bad and move forward into the good. And, and in the message translation, I love the way it says it, it says, with promises like this to pull us on, dear friends, let's make a clean break with everything that defiles or distracts us, both within and without. Let's make our entire lives fit and holy temples for the worship of God. And I'm telling you right now, we can perfect holiness. We can move forward. The the first cup is salvation, but the second cup is deliverance. Again, getting that Egypt out of you. Now, in the world we live in, how many know there's a lot of sin around us? There's a lot of sin. It gets on us. There's a lot of evil. It gets on us. A lot of us were in it and about it and still stuck to some of the things that Jesus wants you to be set free from. And we just admit that that's the world we live in. And if you look at the children of Israel, the Jewish people, when they were delivered out of Egypt, Egypt is representative of sin. God's like, I want you to be delivered out of this, and I'm going to set you free. I want to take you back before he set them free. When they were in slavery, and and God saw that, he saw them in slavery, he put plagues on the Egyptians. Now, God didn't randomly put plagues on the Egyptians, like, today I'm gonna to do frogs, you know? Frogs, uh, next idea. Boils, let's do boils. I uh, like, we'll do that. Okay, it wasn't like they were random. I wanna let you know, each of those plagues was tied to a God that the Egyptians worshiped. And God was saying, the one that's gonna set you free is me. I'm the powerful one. No other gods can set you free. Don't look to them. And they would look to these different gods for things. Like for childbirth, they'd pray to like this frog god. And I won't say the name because I don't want to glorify that name. But they prayed to the fertility frog god. They're having a kid. And if they wanted strength, they'd pray to the cattle bull god, okay? And if they were sick, they'd pray to this god that was over epidemics and healings. And that's where the boils come into play. you get this? And they pray to the sun god. And God's like, there's no sun god. I'm god and I'll make it dark. So he's saying, I'm in charge of this, I'm going to set you free, and don't let any of that old thinking come along with you. Now, we know that the old thinking did, because as soon as Moses goes up on the mountain, he's going to get the answer are like, make us a bull, make us a bull, God, you know, and they're like, he's strong like the bull, and it's like, no, okay? Now, I got to tell you, a lot of us are still stuck to old thinking, old like this is my strength, and this helps me get through the day, and this is what's gonna help me. And God's like, No, it's not. I'm the one that's gonna help you and set you free and get rid of that thinking. I'm the one that takes care of you. I will get you out and I will get that out of you. Gotta grab hold of it. He's gonna get it out of you. All right? Now God wants us to break this slavery mindset. And when you look at the Israelites coming out, they, were, they had a, a slavery mindset. And, and God's like, I got to get that out of you. Uh, and that's why you see the rules and the regulations and he's telling them how to live. And he's like, no, that's not how I want you to live. I want you to live this way. We got to get that wrong thinking, those wrong addictions, those pains and wounds and curse, get that all away and move you forward into what I have for you, second cup Get that out of you. And so if you're here, you're like, man, I, I have grace, but I've got these nagging things. This is for you. This is for you. Maybe you've been walking with Jesus for a long time, and you've, you've had a truce with these things. I'm telling you, this is for you. You grab a hold of this second cup of deliverance. Romans 12, 2, I'll read it from the Amplified version, and I don't use that one that often. How many know the Amplified's way longer? Like if you're doing devotion time, that's like going to double your time right there, you know. But for this verse, it's good, all right? Um, it is a great, great, it helps you get more insight. In Romans twelve two, it says, And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively change as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Man, God wants you to change your thinking. He wants to get you out of Egypt and he wants to get Egypt out of you. Here's the deal. God wants you saved and not slaved because there's too many Christians that are saved and still slaved. They're still slaved. He's like, I've set you free and and you're still saved or you're still slaved. I, I think about this. I've got this chain up here and I think about it, it's like, you see those like a movie or something where a guy gets free and he's got the shackles around him and he's, he's free, but he's still running with these. He's like, cut him loose, cut them loose, don't they? They always are like, get them loose, get them loose, get these off me, get these off me. They're already free, but they want the chains gone because they know they can be more effective if the chains are gone. And they're like, get the chains off. You're like, you don't ever see them like, well, you're free now. Why are you bothering about that? They're like, get them off. I want, I want the full use. I want to be free. I want to move forward. And sometimes we've got these chains, and we think they're so strong. And God wants to get rid of those chains that are on you, and he wants you saved and not slaved. Okay? So we're moving forward, and God wants to set you free. And it, to break out from this can be so hard. It can be so hard. I mean, these things are holding you there. You know, selfish habits, secret ambitions, wrong thinking, um, sinful attitudes, wounds, curses, deep hurts, pains. They're they're chains, and they're holding you. Don't let them keep you just immobilized and just saved but slaved. Move forward and say, these things can go too, but they are hard to break. They're very hard to break. I, I watch, I counsel people, I help people, I see people that have these Struggles and they stay enslaved to this, and sometimes they'll excuse it away with heritage, like that's just who we are. No, it's not. No, it's not. Jesus wants to set you free, He wants to move you forward. He saved you, now He wants to deliver you. And uh, one of my favorite movies, and I want to be very clear TV version, okay? TBS TV version. I think they show it like every other week, but um, Shawshank Redemption TV version. All right, be very In that movie, Brooks the Librarian is there. Brooks is an older guy. He's been in prison for 50 years. He finally gets set free. He gets set free, and he doesn't know what to do. He's fumbling and mumbling around in freedom. He finally, he's paid his debt, and he's finally free, and he doesn't know what to do, and he's overwhelmed. Like, ah, the chain of prison was so strong. But he actually takes his life because he can't, he doesn't understand what to do with freedom. The chains of prison are so strong. And Red, who's played by Morgan Free, Freeman, he says, these walls are funny. First you hate them, then you get used to them. Enough time passes you get, so that you depend on them. That's institutionalized. They send you here for life and that's exactly what they take, the part that matters anyway. And I'm telling you, those chains are there, those walls are there, those prisons are there, and, and Jesus sets you free, and you're, you're still thinking that you're in that cell. You're like the wild animal that has walked 30 by 30 your whole life, and then you get free, and you stay here, and you've got the whole continent to explore. And he's like, I want to move you forward. I want to deliver you. I don't want those walls to hold you in anymore. And, and the enemy would love for you to stay stuck. The enemy would love, like, if the enemy can't stop you from getting saved, he will want you to stop at saved but slaved. That's what he wants. But God doesn't want that. He wants you to move into freedom and be delivered. And so we sit there, and and I think, like, why do we stay there? Because the walls are strong. We believe the lies. We believe the lies. And I'm telling you, the devil is the father of lies. He's the originator of fake news, the devil. All right? he's the one that and you know what you know what makes fake news part, partly believable is it has some truth in it and the devil looks like, surely god wouldn't want that i don't think he said that surely you know he's a little half truth and we believe those lies and we think that he's so powerful stop believing the lies of the enemy another thing we think i don't want to make it worse i don't want to make it worse you know i got saved and it was hard enough to get saved, and now i got these chains on. I don't want to make it worse. It's almost like the other day I was eating something, and I don't know what it was, but french fries or a burger or something, because it needed ketchup, all right? And I got a little ketchup on my shirt, and it was like, oh! <gasps> and I was like, I just thought, I don't want to make it worse. Like, how many know if you rub it the wrong way, it looks like you've been killed, you know? <laughs> you know? So I was like, ah, and I kind of flicked it, and then I quit, got water, you know, you're doing surgery on your shirt, you know, who's got to have Clorox pen, you know, you're, you know, and you don't want to make it worse, so you almost are like, do I leave the red dot there, or do I go after this, and I was like, you got to go, it's a white shirt, it's going to get ruined forever, come on, let's go, but I think we do that, we say, well, I don't want to make it worse, so I'll hold still, and I won't move forward, not what God has for you, you will not make it worse by fighting for your freedom. Sometimes we get comfortable. I believe it was A.R. Bernard, pastor in New York, he said, a known bondage is many times more comfortable than an unknown freedom. So we're like, man, at least I know where I'm at. At least I know that every couple of months I trip up, but at least I know, kind of got a pattern. Man, there's freedom available for you. There's freedom. There's the next step for you. Sometimes we don't know the truth. And if that's you here please keep coming to church. Please keep reading the word of God because the Bible says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth of God's word will set you free. As you keep getting it in, as you keep understanding it, it will set you free. Whatever the reason that has been there, I'm telling you, you need to break free from the slavery that is holding you back from God's best. You got, you got enough courage to accept grace to save you. Let grace change you into who God wants you to be. Okay? Because when I look at the word of God, the enemy wants to hold you back. And God's saying, You are not the tail, but you're the head. And He's saying, I have blessed you to be a blessing. I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of love and a power of a sound mind. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Be strong and courageous. You understand that? And God's saying, Move forward. I've got the strength for you. And if He could overcome all their gods, that would be hold them in bondage, he's like, I can overcome everything that's in your life. I want to move you forward and deliver you. You got to believe him for this. You got to grab hold of this. I mean, slave mentality is under, below, behind. And when you look at God's relationship with you, he's never like under, below, behind. He's always like, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. He's like, I call you sons and daughters. I mean, he's like elevating us. How beautiful is that let's move into the freedom that he has and i just want to tell anybody that's bound by a lie or a comfort or whatever that's there i want to tell you what hinders you today doesn't have to hold you bound in your future what hinders you today does not have to hold you bound in your future you can move forward i believe this you cannot call a truce with sin and with pain sin and pain keep growing Okay? You can't do it. You're like, God, I'm saved, but I want to stay dabbling with these old things. You can't do it. When you do that, they just keep growing. They're like weeds. Okay? Uh, I'll use a gardening illustration, even though I don't have a garden. All right? But we've all seen weeds. We've all pulled weeds. I remember once we had a a, a flower bed, and there's this thing growing. It was like six feet tall. I was like, what is that? And this guy was like, it's a weed. I was like, I thought it was a flower. You know, I didn't know. And he's like, get it out of there. And, 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 and I pulled it out. There, the roots weren't very deep at all. The thing was like six feet tall. And I just pulled it right out. And it was stealing all the nutrients from the flowers around. As soon as the weed was gone, everything else started to grow better. And I'm like, you know, you got to pull those weeds out and say, God, I want to move into the freedom that you have. I, I, I need you to get me out of this. And as your pastor, I'm, I'm asking you. As your pastor, I'm begging you. If it's possible as your pastor, I'm not sure if it is, I'm commanding you. Can I command you? <laughs> you can. Yes, I, I think I can. I don't know. All right. It's on the edge of commanding. I'm asking, begging, and almost commanding. All right. got to pull the weeds. you got to move forward into this step of deliverance. You've got to move into your preferred future and stop letting those things, those chains, hold you back from all the blessings that God has for you. You start sowing to the Spirit, you're going to reap of the Spirit. You're going to start sowing. It's just going to happen, and God's going to create this better quality of life by your obedience to Him in your day-to-day. That's what happens. And you say, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I can't. I can't. Uh, I've got news for you. You can't. But He can. You can't. But He can. Uh, Again, I want to be clear. The salvation... He saved you by grace, and now he's going to move you forward in grace. And I want to just share with you in Galatians chapter 5, Galatians chapter 5, um, Paul is writing this, and he's talking to them about moving forward in their freedom. Now, first time I read this, it says, Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And I'm like, duh, okay. But here's what he's saying. He sets you free from sin to move forward in freedom. He wants you to move forward in freedom. He didn't just set you free to stay there. He's like, I set you free. Now you get to keep moving forward in freedom and getting sin out of you and starting to be transformed into the image of God. It's gonna be a beautiful thing. He set you free. And I know Paul is talking to the Jewish people there and he's saying, now you can't go back to the law to find your freedom. You gotta keep moving in grace. But I'm telling you right now, you can't go back to your old way of thinking to move forward in the freedom God has for you. Move forward in this freedom and grab hold of what God has for you and he's going to work in you with grace. He's going to help you to continue to, to move forward in this. And as... And as strong as I can tell you this, you're wondering what God's will is for your life. Where should I live? Who should I marry? What job should I take? All these. You should be realizing this is God's will for you. God's will for you is to move forward in freedom and grab hold of all that he has for you and break the chains and break the ties and break those, the wrong thinking and move forward. It's his will for your life to, for you to be delivered and to move forward. Okay? Now, he can save you and he can give you the grace to do this. Um, you're going to move forward in this second cup with grace. I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself, but I just want to make sure you understand this. Grace saved you. Grace delivers you. All right? You're not working your way. It's not like, all right, go do 20 of these, and you're going to be set free. Go do and run around the world. And, you know, not that. It's not works. All right? You're going to let grace save you and grace transform you. And there's two acrostics I want to give you. One you're probably familiar with, one you have no idea, most likely. All right? The first one is we talk about grace, that God saves us and it's grace. And it would be this God's riches at Christ's expense. People sometimes remember grace. It's like God's giving me the riches at Christ's expense. Christ paid the price, but I get the riches of of forgiveness and his goodness. Wow, thank you for grace. Cup one. Cup two would be this God's rescuing and caring exertion. Another pastor made this up. God's, care, God's rescuing and carrying exertion. Not as easy to remember, but I want you to grab it. God's rescuing and carrying exertion, that God is using his power and his influence and his ability to exert his power on your life. He said, remember, those other things are not powerful. I'm more powerful, and I'm going to set you free. I'm going to exert my will on you. I'm going to exert this grace on you. Let me do that. I will help you get free from these things, and that ought to make you feel pretty good right now. Because if you've been trying to break free on your own and you hear a message like break free, you're like, great, I've been trying to break free. I've been stuck with this thing. I have long seasons of good and then I lapse and then I fall off and you're telling me to get rid of it. I want to get rid of it. I'm telling you, it's by the grace of God, he's going to exert his power on you and you're going to allow him to push you forward into the healing and wholeness that he has for you. That's something you have to grab hold of. And God's grace will move you forward and get you there. And I love what a friend of mine said, John Siebling. He said, here's what we have to do in this moving forward. He wrote a book called Moving Forward. And he says, my part is to do everything I can to position myself so God can do his part. I'm going to position myself to get what God, I'm going to get into around the people that are going to help me, in prayer where God's going to help me. I'm going to get in a position to receive whatever God has for me. My part is to get in position so God can do his part. And I'm just going to make sure that I'm saying, God, work your grace in me. Push by the power of the Holy Spirit these things out. Break those chains and move me forward. And I love what our church has has just started, Um, and I want to talk to all of our campuses about this. On every other seat, we had a card that says Freedom Ministries, Moving Forward in Purpose. I want to grab that for you. I want you to know this is for everyone. Everyone to move forward. If you're saved and you're moving forward in that second cup of being uh, delivered and and being set free from those things that held you back, this is for you. Um, We had it called Truly Free, but we felt freedom was a better name. Because Truly Free, people are like, oh, I'm not addicted to anything. This is more than addiction. This is wrong thinking, wrong attitude, selfish behavior. This could be life-controlling addiction. This could be just bad things that are on your life, pain and hurt and suffering that is causing you to live different than how God wants you to live. We want to help people get free so it's freedom ministry. It could even be religious thinking in your life where you're just thinking all wrong and you're trying to work your way to everything and they want to help you get free. Now we've had hundreds of people go through this in our church and they are ready to help the whole church with freedom life groups. This is something that is going to be happening for, you know, 8 weeks. They'll be all the time. They will happen all the time. And I want people to sign up. And it says you put your name, your email, and if you write really sloppy, write your phone number underneath there because we won't be able to read your email. But you decide. But you could turn this into the Welcome Center or you can go to lifegroups.rivervalley.org and register. But it's something for you to say, I want to do this. I understand. Now, I will tell you this. I really feel this strongly. When I said we're going to do this, we'll do this. Be sure to sign up. Some of you were like, Yeah, I'll get to it eventually someday. You're probably the first people that should sign up. If you had a thought like, Well, wait on this, you're probably one of the people that should get in it right away. All right? And there's some that are eager. They're like, I'm in. I want this. If this is going to help me, this ministry will help you understand the word of God. It'll help you to understand the grace of God. It's going to have other people that will come alongside of you and you can work through this and be able to move forward in grace. God has you in a church so you can move forward in this second cup in community and say, you know what? We're going to do this together. We're going to move forward in the grace of God and they're going to help me and they're going to cheer me on. That's what it's about being saved and being delivered out of Egypt, Egypt out of you. I'm telling you what, the joy that you'll feel, the freedom that you'll feel, it's, it's, it's like breathing fresh air when something was holding you bound and then it doesn't anymore. When that thought doesn't control you anymore, when that addiction doesn't control you, when those words spoken over you don't control you anymore and you move into that freedom and you grab hold of it, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. God wants to save you. God wants to deliver you. And there's more for you. We've got two more weeks. There's more of this in this Passover in celebrating what he did. But I want you to grab hold of this freedom. So Lord, I pray right now, I pray at our church that you would help us to overcome the things that are holding us back. You'd give us the strength to do it. I pray that you'd speak to us right now about things we need to change. Areas that we've kept closed off or we've called a truce with But seriously, they've been growing behind the scenes. I pray right now you'd speak to us, Lord. Things we need to change, things we need to let go of, things we need to let grace exert its power upon us right now and move us forward. So I'm just praying for that, here and at all of our campuses, Lord, that you'd help us to move forward with this. You've saved us and now you want to deliver us and get Egypt and sin out and help us to be transformed, to look more like you, to enjoy the joy of being like you And I pray that chains would be broken, walls would be knocked down, and people would move forward in freedom. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen.